So come on you vixens, big game ahead. Episode 43 of the Bristol City Vixen Cast, a podcast all about Bristol City women. We have just watched Bristol City draw 1-1 with Coventry United at the Robins High Performance Centre. My name is DM Withers. I'm Nat Brown. And I'm Shahan Mia. And if you haven't already, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Bristol City Vixen Cast and subscribe to us on all good podcast platforms and leave us a review when you can. And of course, just before we start DM and I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who had voted for us in the On Her Side Awards. Unfortunately, we lost out to two girls talk balls in the Women's Football Podcast Award. Congratulations to them. And hopefully we'll win next year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, congratulations to them. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to everybody who took the time to vote. Do appreciate it. Um, so forgot to mention today's goals came from Abby Harrison in the 33rd minute, another one for her and an equaliser for Coventry from Katie Wilkinson in the 83rd minute. So we've got five talking points to to um, battle through um, in this episode um, that will hopefully get us chatting about the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The first one is welcome back to Mel Johnson. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Mel. Yes, welcome back. Um, been out for a while, hasn't she? Yes, yeah, she, she has. DM. Um, we still don't know the details or the reasons why um, she was out for, for so many weeks or so, so many games, but. Yeah, um, clearly you could tell that the impact she made was felt as soon as she as soon as she um, played in the game, and it was very unfortunate that she came off at halftime. I'm guessing she's not quite ready to play a full ninety at the moment, but um, yeah, it's great to see like, the free ball she made and the passes, and it's just something key that we've been missing from our game in the last few weeks. Yeah, she links up really nicely with Abby Harrison, doesn't she? Um, like, uh, yeah, it's just really lovely to see her back. Actually, um, I think she feels. Uh, she does a job that no one else can seem to do, um, and she does it really with with uh, yeah. She's she's very um, yeah. I think her lack of goals has you know we've we've talked about that before, but we've also talked about how integral she is, and I think we really missed her. Um, and I think you can it was very clear today because our first half with her and our second half without her were totally different and. It's it's weird to think such a you know kind of slightly mercurial floaty figure can be so pivotal and like can completely change the way we play. But I think she really does. I think like it's becoming clear now that she's that important to us. And maybe without Palmer as well, like she becomes more important. Um, mm. uh, you know, because we can't win in that kind of tough way. You know, mm. you know. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, but so welcome back, Mel Johnson. You've you've been missed more than you'll know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the first kind of minute, um, it was almost like our first attack was a was a like a one-two from Mel Johnson. Uh, you know, probably to Abby Harrison. I can't remember who it was, but it was one of those those moments of, you know, Mel Johnson doing Mel Johnson things. And of course, the goal itself was an assist from Mel Johnson, looking up, passing it on, and just numerous moments of this just this very delicate kind of I, I just was saying to you Nat at the game it's almost like a kind of slipper pass you mm. know like you're kind of touching it with a with kind of like a fairy slipper um kind of very delicate very very sensitive um very um flexible in a way it's like it's a very like very nimble and very flexible and I think that's that's what we've, we've definitely missed um definitely missed her so it was really 
it was fantastic to see her and, and obviously she made a huge impact in the first half and um, you know made us look like a kind of dynamic creative side um, and in the second half we weren't you know I don't think it's as simple as like minus Mel Johnson that's what happened but I think obviously her not being there prevented us from having that um, kind of level of like purchase and um, kind of impact on Coventry yes yeah, because there were a couple of opportunities straight after the goal, weren't there? There's that kind of Johnson-Harrison axis working together again to, uh, and you know, one or two of those should have gone in. That would have been great if they'd have gone in. But they were like clear opportunities and on the days when we're kind of banging them in and it's, you know, we score five, they they go in, don't they? But um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it, perhaps if we'd have finished those two we would have kind of finished them off wouldn't we that would have been um you know that would have been uh game over already yeah i'm trying to think of going back to uh, the, the first half again one of the chances you mentioned there now like pretty sure it was like johnson like looping the ball over and they could have gone in the net or in, in the corner of the net and i think harrison was she in the end but then i think she missed as well because it was so close so it was on the edge if you to recall the moment i'm referring to Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think um, yeah, Har- Harrison kind of like clipped it over, and then I think Harris, sorry, Johnson clipped it over, and then Harrison sort of hit the outside of the post, maybe or just the outside of the the net. So, but yeah, yeah, I think if if we'd if we'd scored those, I don't think Coventry would have um, come back into the game in the second half. I think you know the fact it was one nil at half time was was very much why they were able to do that. Um, so, and I think maybe, you know, if we were at the height of our form in the season, say around, you know, the kind of before Christmas, Christmas period and yeah. then that sort of period, like after Christmas when we were kind of winning and beating everybody, um, I think we would have, we would have scored those goals and we'd have steamrolled them. But, you know, when we're obviously not in that place now, we're in a different place. We were, you know, it's the end of the season, probably people are quite tired and, um, you know, the momentum is a bit dispersed but um yeah i think i think it was in a way it's like a kind of inverse of the coventry match we played at their place except for um you know they scored at a similar point in their game at home and we when we scored and then you know we scored a similar um, time to them um, except for it wasn't being played on a freaking awful pitch yeah and also we didn't have the poster saying her want you romantic debut novel that they had in the bots park arena Yes, which is, is but is left an indelible mark in your consciousness. I still haven't yeah. read the book, and I still don't know what the book is and who it's by. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bad, bad advertising <laughs> and uh, a weird, a weird product placement as well. Um, but yeah, um, do you think Mel's going to stay? Um, do you hope she stays next season? She's kind of tended to move around a bit, hasn't she? She was at Aston Villa, and then she was at Sheffield United. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'd like to see her stay. Um, I mean, I don't know what her contract situation is. I, I don't know whether she only signed like a one-year term or has the option for a second year to, to be triggered on her contract. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's part, we've got like City have some great striking options and as brilliant as Abby Housen is, we can't always rely on her or maybe Housen needs some assistance uh, because what if the worst will happen to Abby Housen, you know, she'd be out injured. Hopefully not, but in the future, like where would the goals come from or where would the forward attacking player come from? Well, indeed, yeah, we'd yeah. be kind of screwed if it wasn't for Abby Harrison, wouldn't we? So, mm-hmm. 
that's that's <laughs> i mean uh, sticking with mel johnson i just want to say thank you once again for the photo i finally managed to get a photo with you uh, with, with mel this season um I'm surprised I hadn't happened earlier, but yeah, thank you for that after the game today. Um, if you're listening, if you're listening, Mel. So <laughs> anyway, I hope if you're listening, Mel, I hope you stay next season. I think it would be nice if you did, but um, you know, I know women's football. It's a it's a short term. Yeah, it's a shame about the life. kind of it's a lot of one year contracts, isn't it? Mm. They are there are two year contracts, I guess, aren't there? And there's options as well, like hear yeah. about like contracts with options. So all I can hope really is that most of the squad were signed on one year with option, mm. you know, and that they want to stay. Um, yeah, I guess I guess some uh, something for us to start thinking about, uh, and that the club's already thinking about. But yeah, I'd love Mel Johnson to stay. Mm. I think we um, once once it once it started working. It was so obvious that she needed to start, um, and every time she does, she impresses. And um, yeah, she's just a really great player. But still, actually, I was going to say she underrated. But I think everybody you talk to says she's amazing, isn't she? She makes everything happen, doesn't she? And she's like, I think everyone appreciates the work she does. Everybody in the crowd that you talk to kind of recognizes that, you know, Abby Harrison's like an absolute kind of like fireball. And that Mel Johnson's just like kind of this cloud, (laughs) (laughs) and the pair of them just kind of they do have a great a great relationship, you know. Like it's, I I do I wonder how many of Abby Harrison's goals have come from Mel Johnson doing something. I mean, even though Johnson is a common surname, um, I think today was the first time I've ever I've ever seen a Johnson v Johnson on the pitch. Obviously, there's Nat Johnson who plays for Coventry United. Um, I don't know if any of them, the two of them, ever had any one-on-one moments during the game. I think Nat Johnson's position is probably, actually, come to think of it, it's probably a bit out there of you for such a thing to happen. But yeah, that's another thing I noticed today. Would that be a nice moment, Shahan? Would that be a? <laughs> what would you do if that if such a thing were to happen? I say, uh, come on, Mel. I just yeah, just chill for like you know, Mel to win the ball. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Right then, well, it's a shame it didn't happen, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. is. Anyway. Gutted, gutted. Good, never mind. Um, anyway, stay, Mel. Yeah, stay if you can, you know, please. Get that contract um, signed. Do what you've got to do. Do the like business. You, yeah, do your business. Do your, you know, give her, give her some money. And um, second point, mm. classy Cataldo. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Great game from um, Leah, Leah Cataldo, D-I-S-C-O, Leah Cataldo, who has, I think, the best football name the best football name and possibly the best song we've ever come up with for a bristol player um, yeah because we were talking about this weren't we what is the best song yeah and yeah. we think it is the leah cataldo d-i-s-c-o song i think um, the originality and yeah because it's not a commonly used football chant is it no it's not but she was good today wasn't she she was great maybe her best game for us yet i think i think she had some very good games at the start of the season and i think she's maybe like hasn't been as good as that and she, I thought today she was really stand out both in a in a defensive sense and also her wing back play was really coherent today. I thought she was very good. She did. She did a lot of work today, didn't she? It's not. A, I think even if she plays well, you maybe not maybe wouldn't notice her all the time. Um, she was really busy today. I, she was probably she probably touched the ball more than anyone, didn't she? Like yeah. She was super busy in a defensive and an offensive capacity, and she. Uh, yeah, she did really well. Um, she she even had a little cheeky kind of Aggie Beaver Jones 
little clip someone over the top at one point, which I thought was quite bold. But um, yeah, no, she was great. Um, and it was good to see her return to form. Maybe it was because she got to do the interview. <laughs> it might have been. It might have. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she was great. She was really good. You just mentioned there about like the song or like the rest of the song. I've just realised now, now why you corrected me. Because you were wrong. Yeah, no, yeah, because I said she is L, but of course it's she is D. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay, I apologise to everyone that might have heard me, yeah, butchering that rendition. I'm so sorry to all the fans, but... Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> we didn't manage to do the whole rendition today, yeah. but for, just for the record, Nat, because yeah. you know you know it perfectly, yeah. what is it? She is D, a defender, I, interceptor, S, since September, sign from Leicester, oh, Leah Catado, she is Leah Catado. She is oh, and then you go. You can just keep going, infinite yeah. loop. It's quite. It is quite challenging. Though. It's quite difficult. It's, it's got a lot of space. It's got a lot of words. Um, it requires excellent rhythm and pitch. That's why it's my favourite. That's why it's my favourite because it's like it's not only um, a good football song, um, a play on a classic banger of a tune. Anyway, um, but it's quite challenging. Yes. Well, anyway, Vixen Cast listeners, let us know what you think. What is the what is the greatest um, Bristol City football song? And also, um, do you have any others up your sleeve? Because you know, I'd like, I would really, really like um, a song for every player. Like, we don't have a song for Ella Powell well, we at kind the of moment. Do have a song? We've no, got a we don't. That's not a song. That's just someone's name said over and over again. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you know, let's, let's move this offline and then Ella and then come Powell. Back. I mean, you know, let's if someone, and, uh, you know, please. Yeah, mm. I've got some ideas. Yeah, so so do I. But yeah, oh, we'll, we'll keep, we'll, we'll, really? We'll, 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 we'll oh, keep, we'll keep really? Have we now? I think I told you my idea before. You said it wasn't very good. Mm. So I probably um, um, I'll stick with that then. <laughs> Don't tell me again. But yes, Leah, Leah Cataldo, well done. Player, player of the match today, very, very good, I thought. Do we and want her to stay next have, season? Do we want her to, of course, yeah, I mean, of like, do. lay down, a, lay down the, the marker today, for sure. Um, Shahan, anything you, you kind of noticed today about Leah's performance? Yeah, I, I clearly thought she stood out um, the be- like the most in today's game. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that other players underperformed in comparison, but or were bad in comparison. But yeah, I she really stood out and you know was winning challenges and you know was passing the ball through and yeah, it was probably the best game I've ever seen seen her play. And again, I don't know how long her contract is, but of course she has strong championship experience. You know, being with Leicester, the, who won the title last season. Um, and of course, once again, like Mel Johnson, thank you, Leah, for the photo after the game. <laughs> and um, next week, Leah, I'm coming for my photo. <laughs> Are um, you? Well, no, not really. No. I want one photo with of the, with the players, and it's I want Satara Murray and Brooke Aspin. Just them two. Just them two. You just want a picture of me and them. Oh. I mean, have any of you noticed like the account that's called Cataldo, but it's not actually Leah. It's like a super fan from Leicester who has kept the picture and the name, and she has to put in it or they or whoever has put in the tweet to you. So I'm not actually Leah Cataldo. I have seen that. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't go on Twitter. Good for you. <laughs> Sometimes DM prints me out some tweets when I, I read them in the house. Yeah, you encamp them. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, moving on. Um, What's point three, DM? Point, point three. Um, 
Um, offside. Oh, oh Offside, don't. number... Uh, what number is Katie Wilkinson? Number 14 or something? Nine. Number nine. Offside. Number uh, nine. Well, it offside, wasn't number nine. Number it was nine. the... It was a... Okay, uh, like... Before I, before I moan about this or make a point about it, I will say I do think, and that is actually point number five, is that coming up, Coventry deserved their goal today. Still. their goal was offside. It was illegal. It, it was, doesn't and, matter and if the, they deserved it. The, the linesman was at least on the halfway line, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah he was literally right in front of us. And then you see him like run up, like, surely, like, yeah, I know... Many people in women's football talk about like the quality of like refereeing and like it's not always consistent up to up to up to scratch and like yeah and what's usually been like a fine well not fine but at least tolerable acceptable levels of refereeing in the championship yeah that was just a really bad moment for the game I mean I'm not talking about today's game but like for the game in general because clearly I, I mean we we might have been biased of course because of course we're just fans to to see the goal like that but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even Every- a marginal one, was it? It was like a massive gaping yeah. kind it was of horrific. cavern of, a, of an offside. Because yeah. yeah. we've actually got a really good line as well. Yeah. Like we've got a really, like, they were offside loads. Mm. Um, that is one thing we've got. Like, yeah, Jess, Jess Woolley was just stood up with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like warming up. Just, yeah, like, just yeah. like, she's just like, offside. Off yeah. With a hand raised. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. since we, well, but I haven't seen the game back on Robins TV on YouTube since before we started recording. I don't know if YouTube seen this moment again or no i haven't i didn't look at i hadn't i just looked at the abby harrison goal but no i didn't look but i think it was definitely offside i mean usually i'm a bit like oh that was offside and it wasn't but i think it was definitely was because you just nat said it was offside as well yeah and there was also a guy like um a couple of like stood a couple of people away from me and um he was looking at me and he was just like he was going absolutely mad and i didn't know him and he just he was just kept saying he was like it was offside so you know like when you know when members of the public uh yeah you know they just they can't hold it in he was he was quite grumpy was, about it he was um, flabbergasted he was flabbergasted he yeah was and i was just like yeah yeah and he was kind of you know holding his hand in the air and uh, hands in the air and like gesticulating i was like yes that was you know that's what that was what i thought but i i tend to kind of doubt myself because you know because of the bias that you hold you tend to think everything's gonna you know you want everything to go your way don't you but everybody was genuinely appalled um so yeah that wasn't great was it but it would come it'd come at the end of a, a flurry of poor decisions i felt like um free kicks and fouls like being really inconsistently given or not given you know i don't mind if it's like if you've got a ref who just gives nothing i kind of like that like a big crunching game where everybody just flies in and as long as nobody's being dangerous it's just like a really tough kind of game because i think you know that's quite fun um but like she didn't it was it was just inconsistent wasn't it we were having people like crashed into and nothing happened we were having people getting their shirts pulled and nothing happened and we were having you know like abby harrison had a shirt pulled in the first half didn't she when she was away down our side nothing happened and it's just yeah i don't mm. know it's just, it was just inconsistent and then it was almost like she wanted to kind of murray getting the yellow card like, like what was <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was just ridi- it was just ridiculous wasn't it it was just mm. yeah i just thought it was inconsistent and i don't i don't mind if there's like a card happy ref or a ref that's like always blowing the whistle but if it's like that throughout the game you at least know what the rules are yeah you know i play like you know if i crash into someone i'm going to get booked for it so i won't do it it's, that's kind of how you do it whereas you know another game might be oh this ref's a little bit more easy breezy so i can get away with a bit more 
I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not one for um, you know, yeah, and abuse or using foul language as football matches, especially if I'm concerned that there's like children and families around me. But I think that's probably like the angriest moment I felt, you know, as a fan, you know, sent to the linesman saying he was way offside. You know, had there not been, you know, again, said families or children around, or you know, had I not been like a well-known figure to an extent, I probably yeah, would have <laughs> told them how I really felt. But again, that is it isn't really productive because it doesn't go anywhere. No, no, <laughs> being a total potty mouth at the yeah, uh, yeah. I did shout oh, at him, but I, I didn't I swear. Shouted. I, yeah. shouted I did him. think, you know, that that guy that joined us for one of the games, oh, uh, oh, the, what, the, the, um, the North American guy. Yeah, I just oh, thought, yeah. oh, if he was there, yeah, it would be. It would have been awful. Well, we'd been ejected. We'd have been ejected. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think Satara Murray, her, it was actually interesting the yellow card because that was kind of almost the first time I think I've ever seen her like have to do a foul like that and i think i think it was borderline whether or not her her yellow card was a yellow card but i think i can i can see why it was given as a yellow card because she did it was a you know a, a cynical professional foul if you like um but you know it wasn't a, it wasn't nasty or anything it was just she knew what she was doing but it was one of the first times i've seen her have to do that and um but the other one which was i think it was it it was it was Gwen Davis, wasn't it, who got booked? And that, that was, was nothing. Stupid. That was that was, n- it was a foul, but it wasn't a yellow card. It was, was a it? foul. It was a stupid yellow card. Yeah. And it's and I and I thought, well, you you know, the ref really sucked um, at that moment. And then, and then after that, the then the goal, yeah, then you're right. It was the goal, wasn't um, it? And the goal like basically came from the offside as well. It wasn't like a, it came from the offside. It was the yeah, cross. It was the same play, yeah. wasn't it? It was the it same. It was the same play. It should have been called. It should have been yeah. dead in the water when you know, before the ball had even been crossed. I mean, what I find funny after that goal was scored was, like, there was a few people that cheered, and I thought, well, where have you been? You've been quiet all game. I mean, unless yeah. they were... I, 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 I wasn't sure if they were evident commentary supporters, whether they were just relatives or friends of, of the players in the squad, but... I think they were, yeah. like, they were connected to the club, and they were probably friends and relatives, um, I think. But, yeah, they weren't, weren't like, a travelling contingent, but, you know, I say, I think... And maybe we can just come on to that now, um, actually, just because it's the segue. I thought it was was a well a well deserved point for them. They they deserved their goal. It was a shame that it came like that. Um, they they were putting a lot of pressure on, onto us. They had lots of chances. They were making put you know, see you know, the ball nearly bounced over Fran Bentley's head and somebody cleared off the line. Um, Fran Bentley made a couple of really excellent saves and did, there yeah. was a you know a couple of times when the ball was well maybe once when the ball was pinged across our goal and it was just unlucky that it wasn't um kind of um kind of popped in by one of their players but i think yeah i think they deserved their goal and i thought i think you know in the wider context of like what's happened in the championship this season um i i would have felt quite sad actually had aggie beaver jones's like goal goal attempt in the like 90th minute or whatever it was gone in because you know, ultimately, the Coventry team were really treated very badly, and they've done an amazing job to be where they are, and and they they fought for that absolutely tooth and nail today, and they deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and of course, like um, since Coventry, you know, been come saved from the dead technically, um, for lack of a better metaphor. Um, yeah, they've been on a pretty good run, like having a few wins and draws. Um, and of course, this game was, of course, was meant to happen in January. But because of Coventry's situation at the time, and also waiting for a free re- weekend for both teams to be available, because Coventry were 
quarter-finalists in this year's FA Cup. Uh, yeah, that's where this game happened today in April, Easter Sunday. But at least the weather was a lot, a lot nicer than it would have been in January. That's that's an absolute certainty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm looking at the, at the table with Coventry. They're now, um, again, the point that they won today means they're now six points, uh, five behind Watford in 11th. And both of those teams meet each other on the final day of the season. Ooh. Yeah, I think Coventry got Lewis next, haven't they? Um, so, and which is a winnable, winnable game, and for them, and yeah, I hope they, you know, I just hope that they stay up. Um, just, I'll be honest, I do, I do hope as much as I like, you know, the people I've met at Watford, they've been very nice. You know, the, the not only what happened to them, but then the points deduction. They, you know, they're in a false you know, position, aren't they? Call for an expansion this year. Mm. Ne- needn't have a relegation. Just uh, let someone join. And uh, there we go. I mean, mm. it, that'd it's be good, wouldn't it? We need two people to join, really, um, for Even Stevens matches. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I was going to say it was well, good. Right then, have two join. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Is that Ipswich and uh, Southampton? Ipswich. Uh, yeah, can you imagine? No. You don't like them, do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to give context <laughs> to the listeners, uh, so Ipswich and Southampton, one of those two teams are likely to win the National League South. And last week, uh, Wolves were crowned winners of the National League North, and then again the winners of the North and South will face each other in the playoff to get the final spot in the, in the championship next season. Mm. Kay Wilkinson who scored today. Um, I've never seen a score goal in person before, and of course she's somewhat a bit of a championship legend. She's played for. Aston Villa and was top goal scorer at Sheffield United last season so it's so weird to have like top goal scorers from previous seasons I mean I believe Mel Johnson was the top goal scorer in the previous season am I correct? Don't know Oh I think she I think she was for Villa yeah I'm not oh, sure Oh yeah of course for Villa yeah so it's, yeah interesting to see both really high goal scorers in previous seasons come together today but of course there was a lot of um, few vixens in disguise like um, Charlie Escort and Liv Ferguson uh, now play for Coventry United and Grace Wiggler, who I think was with the academy, came on as a substitute. Um, do you two um, have any particular memories of seeing Charlie Escort or, Gra- or their folks, or even Grace Wiggler playing for Bristol? They look a bit like each other, don't they? Charlie Escort and uh, Ferguson. I have most memories of, of Charlie Escort, but to be honest, not really. Um, I remember them being there. They're definitely people I remember, but I don't. They didn't really. Um, Never made a big impact. No, I, Escort played quite a bit. I'm not sure Ferguson played that much. Did she? I remember so. Ferguson quite a lot because the year, the first time I saw the team in the spring series in 2017, she was in our squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, you know, one of the, you know, I generally mm. remember most of the players, but yeah. kind of like, um, don't really, um, yeah, didn't, sorry guys. But sticking, <laughs> stick, sticking with Comtry, it was great to meet Paul today in person for the first time, who does the radio volunteer work for the Comtry United Games. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Paul, um, Actually, don't know his last last name, but Paul, who um, who does radio commentary, really, um, yeah, quite an inspiring person in the, I guess, women's football fan community, just in terms of the the activism that he did around the the liquidation of, of Coventry and the support that he's given to that football club. So, yeah, and continues to give. So I just <laughs> think on that personal level, I just really hope that they stay up, just because um, you know, remember how awful it was for us last year. Um, and he's just going through it as well, but in a much more involved way, I think, because he's kind of, you know, the club got liquidated and then came back. 
So, but yeah, I, it's I, had great. To, I have to say, I was concerned where Coventry's goals were mostly going to come from because Rio Hardy, their top goal scorer, left in the giant transfer window to join Devon. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, of course, Wilkerson scored today, and I, do, I haven't really been following a lot of the previous games, but yeah, there have been again results somehow. But yeah, today um, was actually the first time I've ever seen a draw at the RHPC. I wasn't there at the Lewis preseason friendly game, and looking at the table, this is only Bristol City's third draw in the league this season. Mm. Yeah, but the other one obviously against Coventry, one of them. Yeah, um, and yeah. also nil nil against Liverpool in September. Nil-nil. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's you know I think say it's it was a fair result really. I think you know we were good the first half. We didn't take our chances and. Um, they just dug in and fought, and which is what you kind of expected to happen. And it was, yeah, it was. I thought, actually thought it was a pretty entertaining football match as well. Like lots of chances, lots of you know, that, that was saying lots of incidents, lots of kind of yeah, good saves, a few you know, kind of terrifying bloopers, um, and yeah, just not enough shots on target from Bristol though. It has to be said, we weren't creating enough things um from you know kind of crafting opportunities you know it's yeah, no lots of crosses that's something that was going on today though the ball was crossed an, an awful lot but it would have been good to like have some shots from outside mm. the box perhaps yeah but yeah we were definitely using the width quite a lot um, yeah yeah I know this for this is our first game back after the international break and I know we've said before and I think Lauren said in interviews as well so then the international break had come at the wrong time based on that current form. Of course, and um, having lost to Liverpool a few weeks ago at Ashen Gate, followed by international break. Do you think this international break that just happened was right? Considering there were, a few, I think, a few players that were away. Um, Abby Hassan for Scotland and Fionn Morgan, who was who along alongside the, the Wales squad, travelled all the way to Kazakhstan and then apparently turned up for training the next day. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing you can do about it, really. I mean, I think we were... You know, I, d- I just think it's just, you know, it's at this stage it's it's kind of platitudes. I think, I think you know, international breaks they're part of the fabric of, of football. We weren't on any kind of momentum. We didn't have any momentum. No, we at just that point. lost, didn't we? So yeah, we just lost. We were. Does it? Yeah, if you'd lose I and th- then have a break. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, it's obviously a disruption to like the business as usual and the cohesiveness of the the squad, but you know, it's. I think. We're clearly at the end of a long season where we've over overperformed or you know over delivered on where you know the club and the people in charge of the club thought they would be and you know I don't want to say they're tired but you know and they haven't they certainly haven't checked out but it's I think I think we're kind of I wouldn't quite say we're lurching towards the end of the season but we're we're kind of you know we're not kind of not we don't have a spring in our step towards the end of the season it's it feels very much like the end of the season um a big you know we've had a big growth spurt and we need now to kind of regroup over the summer you know probably some players will leave some people will stay and reassess things and and then go again and now that we have a kind of better understanding of the rhythm of the championship season the types of challenges that we'll encounter in this league and um you know it's also it's also the first season of kind of going back you know after a major world trauma you know i think that's something that we should also just acknowledge 
is in the room. <laughs> it's like this is the, the pandemic and its aftermath on sport and also just everybody and its ongoing impact. Mm. So, yeah, I think I don't think it's the international break. I think, you know, that's just I don't know, not the same she's talking rubbish, but it's I think at this stage, I think there's other things having an impact. I mean, obviously you mentioned about the pandemic and like, of course, like all these games were behind closed doors and no fans in attendance. I just want to segue that into today's attendance of 414, which I thought was pretty impressive considering is Easter Sunday. A few supporters, even ones that we know, couldn't make the game today. And unfortunately, um, for whatever reason, there was no match day bus service running. I think that's due to like first or whatever because it's Easter Sunday. And also, great to, I don't know if that number includes the various Bristol City men's players and staff that were watching the game as well. Because we spotted like Nigel Pearson and I spotted a few other players and staff sitting on the other side of the RHPC watching the game because they were there as well, training for their game that's happening tomorrow or Monday, uh, April the... Looking for the yeah, on, on Easter Monday if you're listening to this, whenever. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I did. It, it certainly felt busy, that's yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, a good crowd. It felt like a good crowd and a good yeah, and it was it was it was good. It was a good game, good atmosphere. But um, one of the points that we we leapt frog over was that um, one of the problems that we had was about ball retention. Um, you know, kind of in terms of our actual play, it was it was quite poor, wasn't it? And that yeah, had we just an kept giving it away, didn't we? Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're very comfortable at the back with the ball and, um, you know, possibly should even have just encouraged Fran Bentley and uh, Satara Murray and Brooke Aspin and, and the fullbacks to just kind of maybe just keep hold of the ball for a little bit whilst we figured out what we were doing some of the time. I think, like, some of the balls forward were, when they were speculative, they were not accurate. And when they were into midfield, they were not accurate and I just yeah I don't know I feel like this has been a bit of an, an issue for us recently that we can't hold on to the ball and we're not like a possession team that's not something we do a lot of um, or it's not something that we kind of have to do we don't have to have the ball all the time that's fine we're, we're all right without it um, but it was a bit concerning that we just kept losing the ball like it allowed them even just like psychologically it allowed them to like build momentum and it allowed them to have opportunities and I think even if we weren't able to create a lot of opportunities in the second half it would have been a good idea for us to not let them like we could we didn't limit them enough um yeah so I think you know even though we did we did make some chances in the second half we did actually have some good chances but um yeah, crucially, we, we should have stopped them having the ball, and we didn't. And we just kind of gave them the green light, really, and that was a bit of a mistake. So, yeah. And it's, it's just because of the issues that we have in midfield at the moment, because um, one thing worth observing from today's squad was, although it was good to see Mel Johnson back to start, uh, Ava Koiken, who um, usually plays so well with Johnson, uh, was missing today. And looking, um, if you looked, if you, I don't know if you saw this DM and but um, she was in, sat in in the crowd, but she had like a tape around her thigh, so it's probably not obviously not able to play for whatever reason today. But hopefully she would be back for the next two games. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I I hope so. Um, yeah, I mm. hope I hope <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's just yeah. I hope I hope she can play, come back and play, because yeah, there's a real kind of 
there's a real hole. It wasn't such an issue with when Mel Johnson was there. Um, and I think, and I think, you know, I was pleased to see when the team was announced, I was pleased to see Jazz Ball um, on the team sheet because, um, you know, she, she can potentially do that kind of role of like breaking things up and passing the ball. I think she'll do it really well when she, she's when she's fully like and she's more integrated into the team and, and become and you know, she's really young. She's she's, she's, she's not you're not meant not everybody's like Brooke Aspin. No, she's like she some people does she's she's definitely got the ability to do it and she'll yeah. she'll learn how to do it and she'll do it consistently. I'm fully convinced that she will be a really good player. Yeah, I totally um, agree. And I think it's just a lack of composure. And I think sometimes she sort of looks up and she sort of panic passes. But I also ball. think that's about um, proximity to other players. When we had kind of, you know, Koiken Palmer, Bull playing quite close to one another in, in the midfield with, with Bull in a more advanced position, they were always really close to one another. Mm. And that meant that we kept the ball because like if one of them had a bad touch then the other one would be on it. But I feel like at the moment, if someone has a bad touch, we lose possession. Uh, that just seems like a given at the moment. There's no, like, we aren't close enough to one another in the midfield. Like, it's too... I feel like we've got this really rigid back line who are amazing, and we've got these forward players, and then there is, like, quite a gaping hole mm. in the middle. And I think whilst players are, like, young or lacking in confidence, like, they need to be closer to one another. And I, you know, and that's not even like when they're necessarily young or lacking in experience. But I just think like you've got to be amazing to own that space on your own. And like usually you would kind of have more people to do it. And I think if we're not keeping the ball and we're not, you know, like our out of possession shape might need to look different for us to keep the ball. I mean, do you think, I mean, I just had this thought. It's like almost like needing to build an identity for like what is the identity of our midfield and mm. like I feel like the back line kind of has an identity yeah like what it does and it's like very you know it's got its own personalities it's got mm -hmm. its own logic I feel like obviously Amy Palmer's not there um Ava Kufkin's not there um you know kind of Chloe Ball is in there but she she's for me she's like she's a creative midfielder she's like the um, she's like you know, Wesley, Wesley Houlihan yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. She, we wanted um, to play further forward and not have to necessarily get involved in any of the dirty business no she shouldn't do anything dirty she should just be there like she should be free to like she's a you know she's a kind of classic almost luxury player at the moment because she doesn't have that physicali physicality to do that box to box stuff um, but I think when she can when her creativity is, is has that opportunity to express itself she's just I don't want to say unplayable but she's she's just she's very effective and um, scores goals and like unlocks things, and it's just a shame that in the in the current moment or the current system or the current like set of players that are being you know kind of playing together in the midfield mm. because of the injury. I don't want to say crisis in the midfield because that's just a bit dramatic, but it is a little bit of a crisis in the midfield. I'd say. Yeah, well, when crisis. when your best midfielder is gone, then that like yeah, I think well considering who it, it's not just about Amy Palmer being really good at the moment is it like she's also the captain mm. she I don't know if you could hear her today but she was yelling and telling everybody what to do from the stands and I think she probably does maybe a bit more than than we realize when she's on the pitch organizationally you know and just 
pulling the strings and, and regardless of whether or not we've got the ball, telling people what to do. Mm. And I think like that sort of maybe, maybe that's what we're missing at the moment. Maybe it's not about formation. Maybe it's not about X or Y. Maybe it is actually just about an organizer organizing things on the pitch, that kind of coach on the pitch with Palmer not there. That is probably what it is that we're missing someone you know this is like you talk like when people talk about kind of really competent like um midfielders or or centaurs or something they talk about them kind of like always talking like Virgil van Dijk apparently is just like non-stop just speaks the entire time telling people what to do you know stand there do that you know and just that sort of thing and I think from from hearing Amy Palmer today I'm pretty sure it was her she was just telling people what to do you know you know Gwen, get closer. I could hear her actually saying like like really clear instructions to people. And and uh, I just wonder if maybe that is the sort of thing they're missing. Mm, you know, yeah. the system still works, but without someone on the pitch directing, mm. um maybe maybe that's what like maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. I mean this kind of like segues into well segues, but um it's kinda of is related to a comment which we've received from a listener, uh, which is Pure Sound, who actually happens to be Sophie Whitehouse's uncle, Guy. And he said, um, in, in regards to today's game, they certainly missed the control Amy Palmer gives in midfield. Too many loose passes and not enough bites. That said, I'm glad it's not going to be City that, that directly sends Coventry down. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, that would have been kind of gross wouldn't it although <laughs> things are looking more positive for palmer because if you noticed today or it was on her social media anyway a few day a few days ago she know she's no longer wearing the brace on her leg or yeah, yeah absolutely excellent. so yeah and hopefully she'll just get back and you know i think i think there was i think grace said the it was like she'll be back early pre-season so that would be that would be ideal and hopefully she'll just stay fit um you know praying for an injury-free season for Amy Palmer, mm. um, just, you know, for the team, but also for her, just to really... I do know what I'd love more than anything next year is just, like, for it to be... To, for Amy Palmer to have a, a season, like, of the calibre of Abby Harrison, just in terms of just absolutely smashing it every single game and being totally fit and really just reaching her absolute potential and hitting the, the high notes that she can hit, because we all know she can do it. Yep, exactly, DM. And of course, um, you mentioned both Palmer and House. And of course, if they have the seasons that they have next season, and of course we secure or promotion to the WSL, the the clause and their new contract will be triggered, and they can stay for yet another season after that. And that would be lovely. So, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's that's it, really. I think in terms of today's missives from the from the Vixen cast unless Jahan you had anything you need, needed to um, or wish to add um, yeah so um, ba- based on the other result that happened this week uh, so that London City and Lewis played their rescheduled game on Thursday night uh, and London City won 1-0 so as the table stands Bristol City is second on 20 games on 36 points and London City are third on 20 games and 35 points and interestingly Chris Paris are fourth on 20 games with 33 points so yeah, next week second against third. So it's the battle for for second place next week, and if we if we win, we will be runners up next. Yeah, because they yeah. can't catch us. They can't catch us in four. So four a lot riding so. on it potentially, and also the um, exciting um, presentation of the player of the year, young player of the year, and golden boot awards, and the free bus, and the free the free bus as well, free bus. They hate it. 
mention that free class now well let me let me instruct you um i don't know where it leads from or any details but get on the bus up to the hpc just like i don't um but that's i've got quite tight for time on a sunday but i could start using the bus if someone wants to look after the dog i might have to go on the bus next week or Mm. why don't they let the dogs in and then can't let the dogs in yeah. It's too clean and new, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's mm. true, actually. Dogs are filthy, aren't um, they? I think for the free bus, it kind of defeats the object if you have to get a bus to get to the stop in the, cis- in the city centre anyway where the HBC bus departs from. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, listen, it's better than nothing, isn't it? It's better than walking up that hill. Yeah. yeah. and Like what Chris Skinner did today. Basically, yeah. Well, you're, basically risking, you're risking your life there, aren't you? No, we didn't get... He didn't get. He didn't walk up the hill. He um, he got lift lifting. Oh no! But he said he's he's done he's, that in other games. He said he wanted. Yeah. To, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Forget that um, one. Um, yeah. Don't do that. So um, yeah. Any anything else? Yeah. It's just two things. Um, would um, of course DM you debuted your drum today. Oh yeah. How yeah, successful do you think that was? I don't know. What I think it was quite good actually. I think I think Grace. I mean credit to Grace for suggesting it. Um, I think and Grace Williams, the um, operations, operations manager, um, at Bristol. I was a bit concerned it would be a bit loud, um, so I did sort of ask people, a few people before taking it down, whether they thought it was a good idea. But, and you know, on the presentation of the drum at the RHPC and the repetitive beating of it, I think most people enjoyed it. Most, I mean, you know, nobody. One person said, "Not loud enough." Not loud enough, and they 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 said it's a football match, not a library. So <laughs> the feedback I got was overwhelmingly positive, and. Um, yeah, I think I think people liked it, so I think I think we'll, we'll bring it again. I think someone said the, as a recommendation, you to have like a strap for you so you could hold it on yourself. Yes. Or stand um, or. Yeah. Um, do you think we need you need two drumsticks? Is there one? Or do you think one would be fine for now? I think I think one's fine for now, but I've got two drumsticks. Um, I was considering a second, um, but. You know, I might just start doing like. Free, Is that what you're going to be? Are you going to be that jazz? person, though? You're going to be that person. I don't really want to be that person. No. So um, yeah, I do. I like. I have to say, I am ambivalent about drums at football matches, just because I think we need more people singing, don't we? I think so there's no point singing. having a drum if it's just for like the four of us. I thought like, I thought people were joining in a bit though, Chris, and I thought the there was some quite good singing going on um, when we were playing quite well in the first half. Exactly, and um, yeah, I mean, not long may the noise continue from, from from us in the crowd. And speaking of the crowd and fans, these are my final point. The fans form that happened earlier this week. Uh, we didn't announce it last week because, um, oh, in, in the last episode, because it had not been confirmed at the time of that episode. But yeah, the first ever Bristol City Women fans form happened at the Supporters Club and Trust Bar in Ashengate on Wednesday this week. Um, what did you think of the questions or the answers that Gavin and Grace, uh, sorry, uh, Lauren and Grace, sorry, Lauren and Gav, Lauren and Gavin? Who? Yeah, <laughs> I should remember. I was there as well. So. Lauren, Lauren and Gavin. Yes. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I liked that it was, um, it was quite intimate, wasn't it? There weren't too many people there, so it meant that we could be quite. Um, I thought it was quite nice. It was quite conversational. You could kind of actually talk in a way that was interesting. Um, and yeah, I thought I liked the mix of it being about kind of the business side of things and about the, the team. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I I really appreciate Gavin and Lauren, um, 
doing something like that and and it from what I could tell just speaking really openly and really candidly about um what was going on at the club it it felt like it was a really like respectful I felt like they really kind of respected how much um time and effort and what we put into being supporters of the football club because obviously they're they're in their paid job um but we just we just uh we get involved with Bristol City women because we really just love them uh, and love it and uh, I felt like they just it was really nice that they just gave us uh gave us a little bit of their time and um answered our questions and and spoke really um interestingly about lots of things and uh, yeah just really appreciate it appreciated it, it we've, we've never had anything like that before with a kind of current um coach or general is it is Gavin the direct was chairman. chairman chairperson chairperson of the board yes. yeah mm-hmm. so it was just really great i really enjoyed it it was uh it was a really really nice event and then we had some good chips afterwards didn't we we did we did we had <laughs> chips to the afterwards. Chippy. but yeah i thought it was good and i thought it was you know it was a dialogue as well which i thought was really good um dialogue they asked they spoke and then they asked us questions and we were able to talk about you know things things that we'd you know, observed mm. through being fans and you know you know offered some I, I think quite valuable insights to them personally in terms of you know who their market is and you know how they could potentially develop develop their their product you know to for not being kind of kind of too gross and kind of capitalist about it um so yeah i'm i'm hoping it's i'm hoping that's the kind of thing that we can do in the future um because i think it's just I think ultimately it makes everybody benefits when everybody is talking to each other and sharing knowledge and experience and we're working towards the same goal um, and, you know, in a respectful way. And it's, again, it's nothing that we've, something we've never really had before. Um, so, yeah, it's great. It was really good and I, I really appreciated it. And, yeah, I just, it made me feel really kind of connected to the to the football club, which, um, in a, which is something I've never really felt that connected to before and I feel like that's something that's um organically growing and through you know a shared will and you know kind of tentative a tentative at first but like a you know a a commitment to working towards working together and working you know towards the same thing which is ultimately success on and off the pitch which is what we want. So, oh. you know, congratulations. Um, and also it must be said, thank you, especially to Grace for, for pushing that because I think it really was, it was actually her pushing it, but got it, mm. got it over the line. So yeah, good job. So you mentioned the line on and off the pitch. So that just reminded me, I want to give a quick shout out to, to, the, to Ronnie and that show for making reference to what we talked about in the last episode with Amy Palmer's Nan for making a joke about Nana Palmer. And also there was a Roso Pods Out of Context account that's appeared on Twitter and quoted that exact same line. Yeah, I know it was. Um, yeah, it's it somehow became like moderately funny funny to some people, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, I'm glad people are listening. So yeah, so good, um, good job, good job, everybody. So next week, final home game of the season at the RHPC, um, free bus ride. See you there. Should hopefully, we get, should we go on the bus. Um, let's go on the bus. Let's take the drum. Let's get yeah. a dog sitter. Um, all right, let's try know, and do all, it. All of that jazz. All right. Um, so thank you very much for listening. My name is DM Withers. I'm Nat Brown. And I'm Shahamia. And uh, yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye.